Welcome back to the FilmNerds.com podcast series. I'm your host, Matt Scalisi. And today we're going to be wrapping up our Film Nerds Guide to Zombies with uh, a look at the way that zombies uh, have commented on religion in the zombie genre. Uh, and joining us once again is our resident zombie expert, Sean Hode. Sean, thanks again for uh, doing this series with us. Oh, sure. I thought you were going to say our resident evil. <laughs> nice. We should, yeah, we could we could we could maybe do a bonus episode one day about zombie <laughs> right, video games. Right. Well, in in the previous podcast we talked about how zombie fiction has touched on you know some some contemporary fears, things that have sort of cropped up in the last 10 years or so. Um but today we're going to look at you know some sort of deeper, more ancient things built into us that that zombie fiction uh, also sort of picks on with us, and that's that's religion. Uh, obviously, something that's been a part of human civilization for a very long time. It's interesting that as we record this, it's it's right around Easter time, um, which is a time, of course, when when Christians celebrate the the glorious resurrection of their their hero Christ. And I think it's primarily um, this this idea that that zombie fiction really, really bugs people about today, at least in the Western world, in terms of our religious fears. Um, you know, I think the idea of life after death being a positive thing, being a sort of beautiful thing, is really a, a huge appeal to, to religion, I think, for a lot of people. Um, and obviously, you know, zombie fiction turns this idea on its head, right, Sean? Oh, uh, yes, Definitely. Um, people are, I, I always, in all of my, um, you know, in all my lectures and things when I talk about zombies, somebody always brings up, you know, hey, hey, Jesus was a zombie, right? You know, Jesus is the ultimate zombie. <laughs> Easter, it's a zombie holiday. And uh, I, you know, because I like my job, um, try to <laughs> steer clear of that. And Jesus, it should be said, we, uh, you know, let's say that the, the tales are true and he was resurrected from the dead. Well, he was resurrected from the dead. He was no longer dead. Because zombies are definitely dead, and so Jesus, the forty years after he was uh, forty years, forty days after he, you know, was uh, you know came out of the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, he um, he wasn't rotting, so and he wasn't eating brains, so I think we can I think we can exempt Jesus from the from the uh, exact from from being a zombie. I think we can we can give him a give him a pass on that. Right, undead doesn't mean you're not dead anymore. It means you are you are dead. Yet animate, is that correct? Right. Yeah. The the ambulatory dead, right? Is that what we should call them? Right. Yeah, that's good. That's that would be the politically correct term if they existed today. I think. That's right. That'd be like the uh, you know the the ACLU, the, the American Civil Liberties of the Undead, or something. <laughs> but um, or well, no, no, that would be using the old term anyway. But um, yeah. Well, the thing is, there is a book that I I teach a class on on the apocalypse, and of course, when I teach a class on the apocalypse, people always want to talk about zombies because it's the most fun kind of apocalypse, partially because it's not actually possible. I don't want to disappoint your listeners, but um, they, uh, so I had this book on, um, 
on and it was kind of a light sort of a sort of a humorous book on on the apocalypse on all the different ways it could happen and it's it sounds like how could there be a light book on that but it was sort of like how do movies treat the apocalypse and uh she devotes one page to zombies because she feels that zombie uh, the zombocalypse is not really worth talking about as an apocalypse and i'm like well that's interesting i you, I was, I was really surprised, you know. Um, but then I read her, her explanation in that if a, zo- if a zombie apocalypse happens, if people rise from the dead, okay, not like a 28 day or, days later, you know, disease thing, but people rise from the dead, well, then God is involved. God alone, right, um, you know, according to, you know, our, our religions and society, alone has the power to raise people from the dead. If they're going to be raised from the dead and be just, you know, uh, be alive again, or if they're raised from the dead and they have a taste for your brain, you know, uh, and they're going to, and they're going to destroy you. Maybe that's the way that God wants to wipe out, you know, it's not by fire or by water, it's by zombie. Uh, That's all, that's fine. You know, it's up to God, right? And they said, if God decides that he's going to wipe you out, there's nothing you can do. You know, if I mean, uh, you might be you might be exempt by being especially noble, uh, you know, you know, like Noah being especially pure. Uh, but if God decides that you, uh, the human race, are going to die by zombie, then you're going to die by zombie, and there's really nothing to talk about. There's no cause. I mean, there's no cause that we can do anything about. It's God. There's no way we can prevent it because God, in the Judeo-Christian, you know, Abrahamic tradition, is uh, you know all powerful and all knowing. So, you know, he, he knows what's going on and he will stop you if you try to stop it. So really, um, to, to, uh, to this person who was writing this book, um, there's really no point in discussing the zombie, the zombocalypse, because there's nothing you can do. You're dead. You'll probably be a zombie. The end. Um, not much of a story, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, so talk about... So she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to discuss any, any apocalyptic scenario brought about by an act of God, as I guess you would say. Right. I mean, uh, by a, by a theist God, right? Right, uh, right. That, that you, you know, that could only be explained by, uh, by a, by a religious God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have your, your deist God who, uh, you know, who said, you know, the, the, the sort of, uh, Newtonian set everything in motion and sits back and, you know, just doesn't have any hand in what happens anymore. A deist god, if, if we, like, get hit by a meteor and it wipes out the Earth, well, I mean, that's, you know, caused by God and that he set up the rules of nature and everything, but not not in the way that God points his finger at the dead and brings them back to life to eat you. So, you know, the difference between the theist and the deist god. So there's no way that an actively involved theist, sort of Protestant god, if you will, is going to, um, is, uh, uh, there's, no, there's no fighting it, yeah. Um, there's there's no way that that you can do anything about it. So let's just talk about the other ways the world can end. Is what is what she had. However, that said, that's one person's opinion, and it's an interesting one because if you see a zombie, or, you know, if you see a zombie infestation, you have two choices, right? You can say, well, God has decided that I am going to die, or I'm going to become a zombie, which is being dead, right? Okay, not fun. Um, or you can say that uh, the devil has done it, and now I must fight it 
on God's behalf, right? Uh, but either way, it's a super a supernatural sort of thing. Um, so if a if a meteor is heading for Earth, there's like okay, we can fire rockets at it, or we can you know all everybody okay, everybody to the other side of the Earth real quick, you know. Get Ben, um, get ben Affleck in a space shuttle. <laughs> right, he will just he'll he'll emote, and that'll scare the uh, that'll scare the <laughs> meteor off. Um, but anyway. Uh, or you can, or you can say, well, you know what? I'm not going to attribute this to God. I'm going to fight this the best that I can. I don't know what the cause is, but you know, I'm going, I'm going to fight it. And that's, of course, the most interesting, the most interesting way to to look at a, zomb- a zombie infestation. But you, but you really have to think about it. if it's in terms of metaphysics, um, God would be involved with a with a zombocalypse. If you think of it in terms of metaphysics, not just like, you know biology or radiation or or just you know that sort of thing right and i i think but i think when we talk about you know this this sort of the zombie the zombie idea uh i I think one thing that really if if you were to think too much about it as a as let's say uh, a protestant christian uh you know I, i think one thing that irks a lot of people and really becomes one of the more disturbing elements of the genre is is that idea of well death is supposed to work a certain way in my <laughs> mind from what from what from what I know and the rules that I've been taught death is supposed to go a certain way you know we we die and our soul goes to heaven and the body doesn't matter anymore um and then I think it's you know uh, obviously the the zombie genre sort of asked this terrible it asked the audience member to, to to you know consider this terrible what if of of you know, what if the afterlife, you know, maybe simply asking the question is the scary part. What if the afterlife isn't what I think it's going to be at all? Right, right. Yeah, um, we don't, we don't have a, we can't, you know, you go to your priest or your pastor or, or your rabbi or imam or whatever, not your mom, your imam, um, <laughs> or, or whatever, and you, and you, you know, oh, what's the afterlife like? Well, if you're good, this happens. If you're bad, that happens, whatever. Um, or if you're one of the elect, this happens. No one's like, well... Um, really, when you die, you might um, come back and eat people and do really evil things that you have no control over. And you're not really you. Um, have you heard about Freud's uncanny? It's, it's really, yeah. You, you, you're, you're, your priest or, your, or your, you know, your spiritual advisor or whoever is not going to be telling you about that because it's something so out of the, out of the way. Uh, vampires, on the other hand, right, because there's you know, such an old idea – um, you know, people are like, "Well, you become a vampire, your your soul is damned." That always used to be the pre-Twilight, you know, <laughs> the, the pre-Twilight way of saying it, right? Your soul is damned. Uh, you're you're the undead, the unholy. You can't enter consecrated ground and all this stuff. We really understand, even though it's a fictional concept, what it means to be a vampire. But to be a zombie, metaphysically, what does that mean? Are you damned? Are you, is your soul even in there? Do you have a soul? I mean, right? I mean, is it is, if you have a soul, are you responsible for the evil acts that you're doing, munching on people? Sure, and and I think you know one thing that that's jumping to me that examined that a little bit, and I do mean just a little, is in uh, in Day of the Dead. There, there's there's kind of some experimentation going on. The mad scientist is trying to right. he he gives a, a few lines of dialogue where he he feels like he's starting to figure out uh, 
you know, the zombieism in that world. And I think one of the things he says is basically that uh, only part of uh, the, the self has been destroyed uh, in the zombies. And basically there, there is a part of, of the brain and a part of the, the mind even, the personality, that, that was from that original person that sort of remains there. And I think that's, that's, one, that's one example of a zombie film that says, well, you know, maybe it's not all maybe some of it is still you, you know, that, that remains in the zombie. Yeah. Well, it's one of the reasons why Dawn, uh, Day of the Dead is such a philosophically interesting movie. Uh, you've got Bub, right? I mean, Bub, I love Bub. And uh, Bub is, he remembers that he was in the military. He, he can remember what a book is for. He can't read, but he can, you know, look, pick the book up and look at it. He develops a bond with the doctor. Um, and he realizes that, uh, that, uh, that Captain Rhodes is, is evil. You know, uh, and when he gets, you know, when he gets loose, he doesn't go on the rampage and start eating people. He's sort of amused and goes to find the doctor and, and, uh, show him, Hey, look, my chain came off the wall. Right. Then he sees that the doctor has been murdered and he puts it together that it's the evil, you know, Captain Rhodes. And then of course he ends up shooting Captain Rhodes and things. And then the wonderful sarcastic salute. Um, okay. But then that, that asks the question, is the self whatever kind of self is there, memories and things like that, is that identical with some kind of soul? Does that mean that there's a soul there if there's a self, right? Um, and so uh, personally, you know, I don't see, uh, no one has been able to explain what the difference would be if you have two people who are exa look exactly alike or exactly alike, one of them doesn't have a soul, one of them does have a soul, what is the actual difference, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think I think that's one uh, that's one sort of part of the 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 religious content of, of zombie films, or, or something that it that it sort of calls into question is certainly for for Christians. There's a there's a belief that you know there's this sort of duel happening throughout life between the body and the soul, and that we somehow have uh, the ability to master that eventually that we're not completely uh connected to the body in, in you know that there that there can sort of be some separation from that sort of instinctive part of us and obviously um you know part of what's happening when you when you look at the the zombie film what happens to you if you become a zombie is you lose you lose control over that it's it's uh you know it's that that fear of what if I'm not able to master my body? What if my body just is able to win that battle, basically? Right. I, yeah. And um, you know, it's actually something rather comforting if you think about it. If there's a zombocalypse uh, or any kind of zombie infestation, even just a local one, um, is that uh, the person? Let's say your mother, you know, gets bitten, and she, uh, of course, you know, succumbs to it and, and dies and is dead for thirty seconds or whatever, and then comes back and is this flesh-eating monster, right? Well, really, your mother isn't there. Your mother's soul has gone on to wherever metaphysically souls go. Your mother, the essence of who she was, is, is not in that creature. So, two things. That, that exempts your mother from any, any moral sort of choices um, that, that she makes as a zombie, because they really aren't choices, you know, and it's not her anyway. 
right? The body's just becoming this animate, this animate thing, like a puppet on strings, you know? Um, so you've got that, and also, you don't have to feel bad about shooting this thing in the head because it's not your mom. Right. Your mom died, and that's terrible, but you could take this zombie, put it on the rack, and do all sorts of horrible things to it, and it, it's not going to feel anything because there's nothing there. And you're especially not hurting your, your mother or anybody. Um, it's, of course, we never know, right? Because we don't even know how to define what a soul is. But I bet you there would be a lot of work on what a soul is if there ever were some kind of zombie They'd thing. They'd get to work on it pretty quick, they, yeah. Right? It would suddenly come out of the, you know, the sort of, well, it's sort of intellectually interesting or theologically interesting into, we need to know. <laughs> we need to know if there's, if there's a person in here or not. And, uh, and so, um, theologically it's interesting, but you know, the, the Italian zombie movies of the, um, of the early seventies, um, tombs of the blind, oh, I'm sorry, Spanish, excuse me, not Italian, uh, tombs of the blind dead. And then it had like five sequels and things like that were, um, it, it expressed the, the very Catholic idea that this body is really, nothing but a vehicle for the soul the body itself is is you know is stained and unclean in ways that the soul never never really could be you know you might do bad things but you can always seek forgiveness and your soul can be this is the, the catholic christian you know idea right you know your soul can be cleansed you know but your body if you lose an arm you're not going to grow your arm back you know if you're if you and if you're dead, you're not going to come back from the dead usually. But um, but the but the Catholic idea is that the the body is almost like if it if it doesn't have a soul in it, it's almost like an excretion. It's almost like the feces of existence, and so it makes the zombie even fouler than it would be otherwise. Because it's 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 not only is it an abomination because it kills, you know, and it's an abomination because it has no connection whatsoever to God. And that, I think, to, to um, you know, Italians, uh, to, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, to the Spanish uh, Catholics was, was an especially um, horrifying idea. Sure, because, yeah, as I said, I, I, think, I think I may have attributed that to all Christians, but I, personally, I'm, I was... I, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic, and uh, you know I think that's something that does sort of um, permeate into us from from uh, Catholic uh, doctrine and the way that we sort of approach things. It, it, there's there is that that idea that um, there's kind of a like I said there's a duality, a very a very uh, strict difference between your body and your soul, and that your your body isn't really looked upon as yourself. Uh, you right. are seeing, you are something other than that, and and that's that's your way to be here, and you and it's sort of your responsibility to control it and make sure that you don't do uh, evil things with it. And I think that's that's like you said, it's part of that unconscious fear there. Uh, that what what if my what if I had absolutely no control over my body, whether I was there or not, and and sort of the zombie is the idea of of the body run rampant with no with no. Uh, immortal soul there to keep it in check right right not only no guiding intelligence but no no connection to god whatsoever and some people say that that's um i, mean, I believe this is a catholic doctrine i think is uh that purgatory 
um, is a place, it, or uh, I, I could completely have this wrong, but that purgatory is a place where people aren't, they don't have the punishment of hell. They're not being punished. They're not suffering like that. But their suffering is that they have no contact with God. Sure, it's a it's the the sort of purification uh, time that you're that you must go through to get there. But yeah, that's that's the it's definitely not seen as a good as a good place to be. You don't want to be there um, because, like you said, yeah, it it's uh, your your connection is is severed. You don't have the the illusions of of the physical world to sort of keep you occupied and not thinking right. about it. You're, you're completely aware now that there's an afterlife and that, uh, and that there is a God, but you're, but you are completely cut off from it. So, um, yeah. And that's, and that's the worst to, to know there's a God and be severed, uh, from God is, is, uh, but that, but that exactly seems to be what the zombie existence is and why the Italian and Spanish filmmakers of the seventies, were able to use that so effectively because that was an active something you know Catholicism is very active in those countries uh, and and um, so it's a fear that everybody was in touch with you know to oh I don't want to go where I can't be in you know in touch with God because of my you know and also it's because my you know it's like, it's like why does my body want me to commit this this sin you know right why does sure. my body want me to 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 have an adulterous relationship or or steal or whatever, you know, it's always, you know, I want to steal this food so I can eat it or steal this TV so I can watch it and be entertained. You know, it's, uh, people don't need to steal anything to, to be one with God. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so, um, the zombie is just, is just the lowest, the lowest form, uh, re religiously. And I don't think just with the, um, I don't think just with Catholicism, I think with, with any kind of religion, a body without, um, a body without a soul is is number one unclean, right? In in that sort of spiritual way, but also it's it's a state that no one would want to be in. And if that doesn't sum up, you know, zombiehood, I don't know what does. Uh, one other one other sort of zombie connection to to religious ideas that I that I thought about um, is this idea, and we t we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast. Um, that, you know, part of, part of what makes everything go so wrong during a zombie apocalypse is uh, as human beings, it's, it's sort of part of our natural, um, you know, uh, our, our natural inclination, whatever you want to call it, whether this is something involved in this or whether this is uh, religiously, you know, a trait that's, that's a part of us being in made in the image of God, you know, that we, that we want to be heroes. We want to save the right. people that we love. Um, and that's ultimately what causes more bad things to happen. Like you said, if everyone just tried to save themselves, the zombie apocalypse wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have much of an effect. It wouldn't spread as quickly. Um, but you know, I think, I think that really, that really goes against, uh, something that especially, um, especially Christians with the idea of the self-sacrificing Messiah that saves everyone by sacrificing himself, you know, we, um, that's, that's something that has seeped into fiction in the Western world very, very prevalently. I mean, you can, you can point to many, many films that don't have, that don't appear to have any other religious content, but you can, you can point to the hero of those films and say, well, that's, that's coming from the idea of the hero, uh, 
having to sacrifice himself to save yeah. everyone else. Um, right. I mean, even movies with, uh, uh, you know, Sin City. I mean, it has the word sin in the title. You know? Right, right. You have, you have Marv and, and, and also the Bruce Willis character who sacrifice themselves. They're anti-heroes, but they're heroes because they sacrifice themselves for something purer that they feel is purer than, them, than themselves or something that's more worthy. And, and so they, in fact, become heroes. Right. I mean, the, the, the Christ figure, that model has essentially become the definition of a hero in Western literature, or at least one of the main the main models of a hero. And, you know, certainly I think if you look at a lot of these zombie films, um, that character either doesn't exist or doesn't win the way that we expect that character to. Um, it's, it's not, you know, there is rarely a zombie film where someone is able to Someone has an opportunity to sacrifice themselves to save everyone else, and then they do it, and it works. You know, yeah, no, very rarely. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of any times where it works. That usually, you know, you you do see certainly some sacri- some you know, some some sacrificial heroes, but it's more done for for one particular person, or um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't stave off the zombies for long. Uh, and then most of the time, I think we see that. The heroes that ultimately win in the zombie movies are the ones that sort of look out for themselves rather than uh, rather than the ones that give themselves up to to save the other people. Right. And so that creates the question theologically and philosophically, theologically and philosophically, have they really won? No, they haven't been killed by the zombies. No, they haven't you know died in some other way like uh, CJ in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He takes a whole bunch of zombies out and himself by shooting the, the propane tank or whatever. Um, if you win by ignoring the cries and needs of others, how have you won? You know, you have not won in the way that our society and our religion and, you know, you know it seems like our human nature would consider winning. You know, it's uh, if I... If I, uh, I mean, you know, if I cheat in a race and I win, well, I still won, but you know, it's not, it's not the same feeling as if I, as if I really won. And so if I get away myself, I get away in my helicopter, um, but I leave these other people behind because there wasn't, you know, I, well, I can't risk it. I can't risk having a zombie come in, even though, you know, that's the way, the only really, the only way to survive, um, you are still, it's a pyrrhic victory. You know, you, you are still uh, uh, living a half-life yourself. And that's another thing. We've mentioned so many things about zombie films in these podcasts that are scary and unsettling, right? From the uncanny to, you know, to just, you know, the fear of contagion to, to everything. But one of the things is that zombie stories turn right and wrong on their head. And we, we, we sacrificing ourselves if we're turned into a zombie, we will then become part of the danger. You know, I'll hold off these zombies while you get in the car and get away. Okay, great, you know. But then they rush it and you get turned into a zombie and then you're part of the menace. So have you won? Have you really helped protect them? Well, maybe for the moment. But in a, in a real way? Not really. Um, so, and zombies, of course, aren't, aren't uh, sacrificing themselves. 
Right. Yeah. They're they're the ultimate out for number one type. Right. Yeah. They don't even they don't even in in Land of the Dead they sort of did, uh, but they don't even really notice the other zombies. <laughs> as soon as somebody's turned into a zombie, they're like, huh? He's not food anymore. I'm not interested in him. Yeah, you they, know, they, they, they're just all walking the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the greatest, one of the, the great examples of that is in uh, is in uh, the original Dawn of the Dead when Flyboy is on the elevator and he goes on. He's been bitten. He gets in the elevator and he's dying. And you know, they're all all the zombies are trying to get in the elevator because he's in there to, so they can get him. And the doors open and he's a zombie. And literally, they all turn away. They're like, "Oh man," you know. And they're like, "Okay, well." <laughs> well, um, Sean, I want to I want to ask you this, um, just. You know, I, I'm sure you have a much wider experience with zombie fiction than than most of us have, and I, I want to see, you know, in terms of outside the Christian world, or or you know, in at least Europe and the United States, um, you know, are there are there you know zombie zombie films and zombie stories from maybe Asia or or other parts of the world that that sort of take um, any sort yeah. of different approach to to the to the genre based on the religious ideas that come from those parts of the world. Well, what's interesting? It's uh, that's an interesting question because in South Korea, um, because of the SARS epidemic and like the Thailand Singapore sort of area, that part of Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. um, there was this there was this this sort of explosion of zombie films. Bio zombie. There was one called SARS Wars, and um, and they they weren't they weren't badly done, you know. Um, some of them were more humorous than other things, but they were playing on the on the idea, you know, of uh, they were playing on the idea of um, of uh, the American zombie idea. You know, they get stuck in a mall, or there's a chemical spill, or something like that. But um, in in Buddhism, uh, you just are supposed to go with the flow. You know, basically, whatever happens, you shouldn't even kill a zombie because that's a sentient creature, and. Uh, you, I mean, if they are sentient, they, they seem sentient because they can react to the world around them, like kind of like a bug, you know. A bee doesn't, like, want to sting you, but that's what it'll do if it feels a certain stimulus and it's on you, you know. So so in Buddhism, it, it, killing is, is the worst thing you can do, uh, karmically, for yourself. You know, it's all based on karma. And in Islam, which is really interesting, anything that happens, anything that happens is the express will of Allah. Things don't happen that, you know, in, in, in Christianity, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, why did God allow this to happen? Or did God, is this, is this uh, part of the plan? Or, you know, right? Why was this spared and I wasn't spared? There, in Islam, I'm speaking strict. I'm sure people, individuals have questions, you know. But strictly in Islam, whatever happens is the will of Allah and that's just how it is. So, complete, so if there's completely theistic, as you said at the beginning. Yeah. Completely theistic and completely fatalistic. Um, you know, you can. It doesn't really. It doesn't really matter if the zombie bites me or not, because I've been a good Muslim. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to um, heaven, and you know, whatever. Or I've been a bad Muslim, and I'm going to go to hell. Um, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter what happens with the zombie because. If it bites me, Allah has willed it. If I'm able to fight it off, Allah has willed that. I really am just a supplicant to Allah. Now, I haven't seen any Islamic zombie movies. Yeah, okay. I, I was wondering if there, you know, if there maybe been some uh, 
some maybe some Bollywood zombie films that have been. Yeah, like, you know, I, yeah. no, there haven't there haven't really uh, been in, in there really. I haven't seen any Indian zombie movies. There'd have I've to seen. be a dance number, is the thing. Wouldn't that be great? It would be like a thriller all over again, <laughs> right? You know, um, but but I have seen in in Buddhist, and we have to remember though that Singapore um, has a large uh, Muslim population. Uh, sure. Thailand is a large, well, I mean, it's a minority, of course, but it's a large Muslim population. But but these are more, uh, you know, there really isn't a lot to say if you're just going, well, it's God's will. That's not really much of, there's not much of a story there. It almost frees you up to tell the story in a way, because if it's, if it's going to happen, it's, I guess it's as good as any other story. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and if all stories are equal, then which one is worth telling? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, uh. You know, it's like when they burned uh, when they burned the library at Alexandria. They said, "Well, if it's got something that's not in the Quran, it's blasphemous, and if it's something that is in the Quran, it's redundant." So, you know, burn all the burn all the books. Uh, this, this isn't to be anti-Muslim or anything. I'm just saying, as far as storytelling, uh, zombie. I don't know if an Islamic Islamic zombie movie zombie interesting, um, but but who knows? Who knows? Maybe next month someone will come out with one. But the but the but the sort of Buddhist influenced ones are really interesting because how can you fight zombies and not do harm? Well, so so zombies are are another stop on the wheel of life to Buddhists. Yeah. Well, they are. In fact, zombies very closely represent uh, or uh, resemble um, a stage in the in the cosmology of Buddhism called the Hungry Ghost. Hungry Ghost has a very small mouth and a very large uh, stomach, so it's always really hungry, hmm. and it um, it just lives in this constant state of hunger. It it it's incapable of having compassion because it's so hungry all the time. It just can is watching out for itself, you know. And you know, even within that, there are certain things that can be there can be a little bit of compassion, maybe, or you know, a little bit of not harming others that gives you enough good karma to move on to the next level, you know, which is like the animal realm. Um, right. And regardless, it wouldn't be a good thing to destroy uh, one of those beings because we're all going to, we're all going to be there someday, possibly. Right. Exactly. And in fact, according to Buddhist cosmology, we've all been there countless times. Right. We've gone up and down the ladder of, you know, the ladder of life and every, or the circle of life gone around it. Um, but the thing is that, that, uh, if there's a hungry ghost, then it's really to be pitied, not to be destroyed. And that makes fighting zombies really tough. But that's one of the things that is interesting, that the, that the Buddhist-themed sort of uh, um, zombie stories have to deal with. In Christianity, there's such a thing as righteous killing. But in Buddhism, there is not. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more... So, so, so tell me a little, just, just to... To wrap that up, um, t- tell me a little about what the characters in that film uh, do. Do you see them sort of struggling with uh, whether or not they're going to to destroy a zombie to survive, or is it just something that it becomes that much harder for them to do in order to survive? Yeah. Right. Well, it starts. I think it starts out mostly with like you have a character who's a good Buddhist and doesn't want them to doesn't want them to, to harm the beings, you know. Usually that character gets eaten fairly <laughs> early on, and then you have pretty much ho- standard Hollywood type of zombie movie. Right. But it but at least nods to it. You know, it's kind of like uh, Dawn of the Dead. You know, when the when when hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. Um, there's your nod to Christianity. There's a nod that 
anything dealing with life and death, by definition, is a metaphysical question. Right. And uh, so, so it's it's that little that's little that, that little nod to it. Well, Sean, uh, this has been uh, just a fascinating series to go through with you. Um, I I just want to say again that how much I appreciate having uh, having you on for this series, and we hope to have you on again in the future. Maybe if not to talk zombies, then to to talk uh, another area of your expertise because I know there are there are many. So. Uh, th- thanks again for joining us for this series and um well and thanks and I want oh I'm sorry I I want to thank you too though for for treating and this sounds silly but for treating the zombie genre with the respect that it really deserves I mean zombie the zombie idea itself is a little bit silly but how we as humans have created this myth and very recently over the past 100 years um really speaks volumes about where we are in civilization and in the world and in our religious thinking and in our moral thinking. Um, and so, so I think this podcast is going to go a long way towards convincing people that it's actually a, something worthy of talking about. Well, you know, we, we, uh, we joke about us being film nerds because it's, you know, it's a nerdy thing to do uh, in the, in the eyes of many to, to take something like, like movies or specifically like zombie movies seriously. But you know, I, I really think, and all of us, all of us that have worked on these podcasts, believe that um, we can learn a lot from from even our our pop culture materials. And you know, I think zombie fiction is a is a perfect example of that. We've talked through this series about some really uh, really interesting issues, the kind of things that uh, intellectuals in any hall at any university in the world would talk about. We've just uh, we've just you know had our starting point from zombie movies. Yeah, this is the master's degree online of, of, <laughs> of zombie studies. Well, thanks once again, Sean, and, um, and we will uh, hopefully work with you again in the future. Great, look forward to it.